Chapter Seventeen of California Sketches by Oscar Penn Fitzgerald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen. Ben. Ben was a black man. His African blood was unmixed. His black skin was true ebony. His lips were as thick as the thickest. His nose was as flat as the flattest. His head as woolly as the wooliest. His immense lips were red, and their redness was not a mark of beauty, only giving a grotesque effect to a physiognomy, no part of which presented the least element of the aesthetic. He had neither feet nor legs, but was quite a lively pedestrian, shuffling his way on his stumps, which were protected by thick leather coverings. Ben, when I first knew him, kept a bootblack stand near the post office in San Francisco. He also kept postage stamps on sale. He was talkative, and all his talk was about religion. His patrons listened with wonder or amusement a boot-black that talked religion in the very vortex of the seething sea of san francisco mammonism was a new thing and then ben's quaint way of speaking lent a special interest to his words and his enjoyment of his one theme was catching he was more given to the relation of experience than to polemics when he touched upon some point that moved him he would unconsciously pause in his work his exulting voice arresting the attention of many a hurried passer-by as he spoke of the love of jesus and of the peace of god he slept at night in the little cage of a place in which he polished boots and shoes by day many a time when i have passed the spot at early dawn on my way to take the first boat for sacramento i have heard his voice singing a hymn inside a lark's matin song could not be freer or more joyful it seemed to be the literal bubbling over of a soul full of love and joy the melody of ben's morning song has followed me many and many a mile by steamboat and by rail it was the melody of a soul that had learned the sublime secret which the millionaires of the metropolis might well give their millions to buy ben had been a slave in missouri in the old days antebellum he spoke kindly of his former owners who had treated him well being liberated he emigrated to california and found his way to san francisco a waif that had floated into a new world how came you to be so crippled ben i asked him one day as he was lingering on the final touches on my second boot being in one of his happiest and most voluble moods my feet and legs got froze in missouri sir and it had to be cut off that was a hard trial for you wasn't it no sir it didn't hurt me as much as i expected it would and i knowed it was all for the best else twouldn't have happened ter me de loss of dem legs don't keep me from gettin round and my health's as good as anybody's de lord treats me kind and most everybody has a kind word for ben bless god he makes me happy without legs the plantation patois clave to ben and among the sounds of the many-tongued multitude of san francisco it had a charm to ears to which it was familiar in early days it was like the song of a land-bird at sea ben had a great joy when his people bought and moved into their house of worship he gave a hundred dollars which he had laid by for that object a dime at a time it made him happier to give that money than to have been remembered in vanderbilt's will 
I wanted to give a hundred dollars to help buy de house, and I know de Lord wanted me to do it too, cause de customers poured in and kept me busy all day long. Once in a while a gentleman will hand me a quarter or half dollar and wouldn't wait for change. I knowed what that meant. It was for dat hundred dollars. Ben's big, dull white eyes were not capable of much expression, but his broad black face beamed with grateful satisfaction as he gave me this little bit of personal history. A trustee of his church told me that they were not willing at first to take the money from Ben, but that they saw plainly it would not do to refuse. It was the fulfillment of a cherished object that he had carried so long in his simple trusting heart that to have rejected his gift would have been cruelty. The last time I saw Ben he was working his way along a crowded thoroughfare, dragging his heavy leathers, his head reaching to the waist of the average man. "'How are you, Ben?' I said as we met. "'Bless God, I'm first-rate,' he said, grasping my hand warmly, his face brightening and every tooth visible. It was clear he had not lost the secret. Ben was not a Methodist. He was what is popularly called a Campbellite. End of chapter 17